Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Here we go. It is Fred White on that Sunday show with Fred, and it's brought to you by our friends at Harold Group Security Solutions. I'll tell you more about them and the Hemp House, more about them as well. Fred White, a champion, two-time champion, national champion as well, joins us, and I believe he was actually at the game. Uh, Fred, let me get your thoughts on a herky-jerky beginning and then a herky-jerky offense before we get to a really really good defense that we already kind of thought going in but your thoughts on just how that game began as a player how it throws off your regular routine yeah uh i think that weather delay in the beginning kind of hurt the mojo a little bit um just speaking with some of the guys we got a chance to go in the locker room before the game is kind of you know you could tell there was an up and down. They were up and ready to go after warm-ups. And you come in and uh, expecting to go out and play in a few minutes, and now you got a 30-minute weather delay. So and they're sitting there trying to keep themselves, you know, contained and doing what they got to do and everything. But I think one of those things that if any player, you get up, then they tell, wait a minute, sit down for 30 minutes. Yeah. All right, now, you go, now, now we're going to go warm up for three minutes and go play. And also not run through the team. I how, think they kind of killed the momentum a little bit from the beginning. Well, let me ask you that because Austin P is the type of team you would have thought Tennessee could jump on, mm-hmm. and especially with a home crowd running through the T and all that. So I know that at the end of the day, it's football, and that's mm-hmm. extracurricular stuff. But how much does that help to have the excitement out there when you're going against a lower level opponent? You know, it is. I mean, it's just period. I mean, I, I think. Just having the opportunity to go out and play against those guys and and uh, get some of those kinks out you had in the first game. That's what you were thinking more so than anything. I don't think they – I hope they didn't overlook them. I don't think they did. But I got to give credit where credit's due. Austin P came out ready to play. I mean, they had a different energy level. They had an opportunity to play football in Neyland Stadium and show everyone that they could play ball, you know. Um, and in today's world, you know, it doesn't matter where you are. If you can play, the NFL guys will find you. And I think they, those guys show that they can play, you know, big-time football, even though we talent-wise, body for body, they couldn't they couldn't play with us like that, which is one of the reasons why we won the game. But I got to give them that, that much credit. They did do a good job of coaching, play calling, and all those type of things, and tempo. Uh, they gave us a little bit of what we give everybody else. And, you know, wasn't expecting that from our Austin P team, I guess, but if you look at the last few years, I think they won the conference last year. So that's, that's a pretty good football team, and they play good together. Um, we didn't do what we were supposed to do. I think we just came out a little bit lethargic, in my opinion. But 
the energy picked up when it needed to. Defensively, we did play pretty well when it comes to like pass rush and getting to the quarterback and those type of things. I watched Beasley get out there and get some good sacks. Um, James Pierce still played a pretty good game. I think Barrett, all those guys played pretty good, but it was just certain little plays that, you know, they just caught us with. They did have a few uh, talented guys on their side of the football. So. No, they they did, and and there's two approaches that a lower-level school can have. You throw mm-hmm. everything at the kitchen sink at a school like Tennessee where you're getting a check, yes. or you keep everything close to the vest for the rest of your schedule. Mm-hmm. They clearly threw everything, everything, double passes, everything you, you can imagine. I want to ask you about uh, Joe Milton and or the passing game struggles mm-hmm. early on. I want to remind you that uh, that Sunday show with Fred – is brought to you by our friends at the Herald Group. Herald Group Security Solutions, leadership experience, specialization, addressing problems through unique mission-specific mitigation techniques, and they can make your children safer. So ask your school administrator, especially at a private school, where's our security coming from? It should be coming from Herald Group Security's highly trained individuals, Herald Group Security Solutions, heraldgrp.com. Fred, There was a debate on Twitter about Joe Milton and his accuracy or lack thereof early on. I think he completed one of eight of his first passes. What did you see through your football eyes? I saw drop passes by receivers. Okay. If if we're going to call it, let's call it like it is. I mean, I thought some of those balls were catchable balls. I'm not trying to knock the receivers, but, hey, man, we need you to be able to come up with some of those passes. Um, some of those guys, some of those passes will be miraculous catches. Opportunities to touch the ball, though, is opportunity to touch the ball. So, I mean, I think we did a good job of getting open. I think they did a good job of trying to put the ball where they need to be need to be put. And sometimes a little bit off, but you can catch that ball. That's the whole thing. We had a lot of drops in that first half, and those things can kill momentum. Let Let me play devil's advocate. As hard mm-hmm. as Joe throws the ball. Um, if it's if it's on the back shoulder or the back hip and he doesn't lead you properly or put it on you, it's a more difficult catch to make. Or is that I, excuse making? I, I'm, 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 I go with the rule and the, and the thought process of one of the greatest receivers to ever play the game who probably should be a Hall of Famer. His name is Sterling Sharp. He talked about how hard Brett Favre threw the ball. He said, if you want to catch the ball, no matter how hard it throw, it's thrown. It, it belongs, if I can put my hands on it, I can catch it. That was his words. And I look at him as one of the greatest receivers ever played the game, and I'm going to go with that because I look at it at, at that same point as well. If you want that ball, you get it, regardless of how hard it's thrown. Don't use it as a crutch or don't use it as a – you know, you, you, you practice with the guy every day. Every day. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to let someone use that as an excuse. I don't think the players are using that as excuses as well. I don't think I, I will hear a player say – yeah, well, he didn't put the ball here. Hey, man, you got two guys trying to connect with each other. Quarterback's throwing the ball. He doesn't know exactly where that guy's going to be, but he wants to put the ball where he thinks that guy will be open. That's where most of the guys are throwing. When you're a quarterback and a good one, that's where you're trying to throw the ball to, to the place where you know it's going to be. he's going to be open. Back shoulder fades, it may be, the guy may be over the top, a DB, and the receiver has that back shoulder fade, that means that he's going to throw that ball right there because you're not necessarily open, but I got to throw you open sometimes. So a lot of times quarterbacks are doing that thing. Peyton did it very well. Tom Brady did it very well. Aaron Rodgers still does it like that. So 
every now and then when you have a really good quarterback, they learn how to throw you open. So that means wherever that ball is, your quarterback is putting the ball where he knows that you can catch it or not the other guy. Want to ask you if if you're any more concerned after the struggles against Austin P moving forward, or if that was just a flat day? And remind you, the portions of the program are brought to you by the Hemp House, the premier hemp dispensary online, with a wide variety, great selection, and strict standards to ensure you only receive the best in CBD or Delta products. So you know you're taken care of, and it's quality. And it's at Hemp House Chat, C H A T T Hemp House Chat dot com. You can look at it right below and you'll see it right there so there's two different sides of the spectrum here one is that's just a flat game it is what it is move on there's another side of the spectrum that the Tennessee's offense wasn't in sync and that could be a concern moving forward whether or not it was Joe or the receivers and I'm, I'm curious do you have any more concern about this football team than you did before the Austin P game no I don't I'm still going to look at the stat line and call it, call it what I see it. 21 for 33, 228 yards. Now, the average was only 6.9 yards per attempt. I get that. But two touchdowns, two weeks in a row, zero turnovers. Great point. Great point. I don't care about QBR or any of those things. He's not turning the ball over. It's a great point. And- He's not turning the ball over, and you got two touchdowns. I'm okay with that. You look at the offensive line, you look at the, what we were balanced, though. Think about it, the yards passing, 228. Guess how many yards we had rushing? Yeah. 228. Mm-hmm. We had a guy for over 100 yards again and 9.1 yards per carry. The other running back, our second string, well, I don't call them second and first string. I think they're the two-headed monster, sometimes three-headed monster. In this game, it was right and, right, right and small. Small has 95 yards. Kind of the same thing as last week. Now, Samson did play, he didn't play as much as he did last week, but three carries, eight yards. I thought we did a really good job when it comes to our average rushing, 7.1 yards per carry. Hey, man, we did some of the things we need to get done. We do need to get on, on, on a better page with our quarterback and receivers, yes. But I think that that's coming. Um, you have games where you're off like that, and it just is what it is. The best part about it, no turnovers from your quarterback. No interceptions thrown. He didn't give them the ball. He put the ball where it was needed to be put for our guys. And if you didn't come up with the catch, you just didn't come up with the catch. However, we need to be able to figure out how to come up with those catches in big games. As the old saying goes, big-time players put up big numbers in big games. So if you're a big-time player, you got a big one coming next week in Florida. Yep. And I would think there would be some extra time on the jugs machine this week catching some some footballs and practice because you're right i mean it's debatable certainly how difficult those those catches were but a lot of them that joe has been criticized for did hit their hands um so i totally see where you're coming from if it uh, hits your hands you should be able to catch it that's what the best receivers say that's what i watch jefferson does in the nfl yes he's an nfl guy but that's what got him there chase t higgins Stefan Diggs, if you're going to be a top tier court receiver and you just want to be playing to be playing at the next level, those are the guys that catch those balls. Jalen Hyde did. So did Tillman. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. You got to uh, catch those guys, those balls. The ball ain't going to come to you perfect every time. Touch your hands, you should be able to catch it. 
Well said. Um, I visited with uh, Cooper Mays on the Vol Report and that it's on our on our YouTube channel already and was um, talking to him about this this defense that he's faced in preseason camp. I remind you, hit the like and subscribe button, turn your notifications on so you know the latest uh, coming from Off the Hook Sports. But he he was talking about um, Fred, this this defense. And he said he's faced it in practice. And he's seen some of the best defenses out there, including Georgia recently. Mm-hmm. And he said that he believes this defense can be elite. And mm-hmm. Cooper's not a BSer, that's for sure. So um, do you think this can be an elite defense? Not just a very good defense, but an elite defense. I think it can. I wow. definitely think it can. Um, we, had, we had seven sacks last, last night. Seven sacks. I'll take the seven sacks. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see us have more interceptions. Um, I think that's coming as well. We did have one, but I'd like to see us have a little bit more, more fumble recoveries, more fumbles caused, things like that. Um, I want to see us be able to do those things. And then get out the football field on third downs, plain and simple. Get more opportunities for your, for your, your quarterback. Um, and I'm looking at Austin Peay's stats here in this game, and one of the things that I've noticed one of the things I noticed was how many plays they ran. And that, over time, could come back to bite you. But I don't look at it and say, you know, they had 41 passes and 34 runs. We were right, out, right down the middle in 33 and 32 when it comes to run versus pass. They had more time for possession. I get that. But here's the thing. Let's get off the football field. Some of those plays we got to make. Now, I know playing against Austin Peay, we didn't do a whole lot when it comes to blitzing and those type of things. It wasn't a game where you needed to show your entire package to win. You knew you could win this game without that. Um, talent for talent-wise and, and coaching-wise, I felt like we had a good chance of winning the game regardless. I'll take an ugly win also over a pretty loss any day. So I think that going forward, I want to see what our defense does against a Florida team. What does our package, full package look like? We're bringing the blitzes and different coverages and schemes and those type of things, which I know we'll do against the Florida team. I don't think you want to show what your hand was before going into SEC play. So, Good point. So so we talked about Austin P keeping things close to the best for later in their schedule. Do you think that Tennessee may have done the same with Florida on the horizon? I absolutely believe so. Because, I mean, you don't pull out all stops against Austin P. You just shouldn't have to. You don't pull out all stops against Austin Peay. That's you should win. That's a game you should win. You should be able to play very vanilla and basic in order to win that game. Whether it comes to the run game, whether it comes to the passing game, and also when it comes to defensive calling, you're going to use a lot of base stuff, a lot of zone stuff, just stuff that you know you need to work on to get better at. So now you have a barometer of saying, okay, this is the type of offense we're going to face when we go up against a Georgia team that has a little bit more talent. This is the type of offense we're going to face when we go up against. Um, a few other teams that we play against, Texas A&M and those type of things. They're a little bit faster paced, better athletes at, at, at those positions. So these are some of the base packages we can run against this, but not show our hand when it comes to what we're going to do um, scheme-wise and schematically as far as blitzes and those type of things. You don't want to show all of that when you don't have to and you know you can win that game. If you have to show all of your package to beat Austin P, it's really going to be a long season. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? 
Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. No, absolutely. And Fred, you went through a uh, transition. I don't think it's going to be this drastic, but you went through a transition in in 97 and 98 where it was a really passing offense and then it turned in more of a ground-based offense. Now, that's not happening right now to that extent, but it might be a more ground-based offense and a dominant defense as opposed to last year when it was really a lot about the passing game. Could you see that being the case if, when we're having this conversation four, five, six weeks from now? I'm going to say that there's three phases, phases of the football game. You need all those game, all of them to win a game at some point. That's offense, defense, and as well as special teams. I think at some point everyone has, has to pull their weight. There are going to be some games where offense holds it down for the defense. There's going to be games where the defense holds it down for the offense. And there's going to be some games where defense and offense is not doing very well, and all of a sudden there's a punt return for a touchdown or a kickoff return for a touchdown or a block punt, whatever you have. Those things, are, have you can't win a game with just one phase. If you're going to win a game with one phase, you're still going to have a long season. That's just how I look at it. I think at some point our offense will wake up and they'll knock on our cylinders. There'll be some games where our defense, we, we would think they were going to do better and didn't do as well. Um, it just happens. It's a long season. But once you can put all those things together, that's what makes you a, a championship-style football team. No, absolutely, Fred. And I know that your defense, when it was on the field, Florida's fans weren't at their loudest um, because they had the ball, obviously. But just in terms of a home-field advantage, where does that rank up there with the ones that you saw throughout your career? It, it, very impressive. One of the loudest stadiums I ever played in one of the most imposing stadiums I ever played in. It's always going to be tough down there. Florida fans hate Tennessee fans, and we, let's face it, we hate them too. Um, <laughs> being honest, um, I look at it and I see that as the loudest stadium we'll play in this year. Now, I'd say you're how right. Do you change, how do you change that? You go right out and go at them like you did at LSU last year. Take the crowd out of the game early. Don't let them linger. Don't let them let, hold. Don't let them be around. I, one of my thought processes for next week's game, I will blitz the young quarterback early and often. Every time he throws the football, I need his butt to be on the ground. Yeah, absolutely. So Tennessee hasn't gotten off to fast starts this year. How do they change that quickly? The way you call the game. The way you call the game, be more aggressive to start the game. Be aggressive downfield. Also be aggressive on, on your blitz packages and those type of things early in the game. I think you set the tone from the beginning and say, this is how we're going to play. This is how we're coming. Yep. Great stuff. So that Sunday show with Fred brought to you by the Herald uh, Group, Herald Group Security Solutions and the Hemp House. You can go to hemphousechat.com for the highest quality. So keys to Florida. Be aggressive on both offense and defense. They don't know what they are just yet when it comes to the offensive packages. We still can kind of see that. I'm looking at them and I'm saying the best thing for us right now, if, if it's my game plan, is to be aggressive defensively and offensively. Get them everything they can handle downfield with the corners and run heavy. Make your offense run through your running game. 
so we can open up that passing game later. Great stuff as always. Be interesting to see. We'll visit with Friday, uh, Fred on Fridays as well as we. It's easy for me to say. Uh, you, uh, we stream live at 10 a.m. each and every weekday, but you can find it wherever you podcast but on youtube be sure and turn your notifications on click like and subscribe turn your notifications on on any platform so you can get the latest with fred white and a host of others as well but love getting the insight of fred white for fred i'm dave hooker that sunday show with fred brought to you by Harold group security solutions and the hemp house he is fred white i'm dave hooker this has been a presentation of off dog sports Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.